Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. We are having some fun down here in the Deep South in Sweet Home, Alabama. Been chasing, uh, trying to stay out of the path of tornadoes today. We had a tornado uh, touchdown in a suburb of Birmingham about half an hour, 40 minutes from us, and caused some damage. They're saying 120 mile an hour winds. But fortunately, nobody was hurt, and uh, all the power people and the police and everybody are doing a great job, Red Cross, to help those that have been displaced. And uh, my son, Jonathan's in town from L.A., so he and his girlfriend, Mallory, and I were heading over to Tuscaloosa, where he graduated from the University of Alabama. He wanted to go over there today, and we were probably maybe 15 minutes from home, and the skies were looking pretty scary, and I and I had a bad feeling about it, so I told Jonathan and Mallory, I said, I'm going to turn around. This doesn't feel good, and um, so we did, and as soon as we turned around, then the tornado warnings came in to take shelter, so I followed my intuition like I tell all you guys to do all the time, and it, it ended up working out well, but this is all part of this tropical storm, Cindy, that I think has come in around New Orleans, and we're supposed to have more um, interesting weather tomorrow. So for those of you that are in the path, stay safe and keep your keep your phones tuned to the Weather Channel, I guess. But uh, all is good. All is good. My intention, everybody, in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have a bunch of callers tonight, which is just terrific. It makes it really fun. So I'm going to start with Julie. And um, let me see. Julie, are you there? I am. Hi there. Please tell everybody I'm where there. you're calling from. I am calling from Pearland, Texas. Okay. What's that near? Houston. Okay. Terrific. Well, I, I you talked to you a little bit as we were getting the, the show ready to start, and you had mentioned that you lost your husband yesterday. So I am so sorry. My deepest condolences to you and your family, and, and I know everybody that's listening shares the same. So... Um, you know, we're just so sorry that you're having to go through all of this. Um, Thank you. You know, I I don't I never know what to say at a time like this. Have you? There's nothing you can say. Yeah. Have you found that something that somebody has said to you has felt more comforting than something else, other than you know a hug? But I, I send you an energetic hug, girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my brother-in-law thanked me in in a, in a voice and a tone that I never heard before, uh-huh. and that meant the world to me. 
I bet. I bet. Well, I, thank you for taking such good care of your husband. Yes. Yeah. Was he sick, Julie? He'd been sick for about a year and a half. He had oh, cancer. Gosh. I'm so sorry. Wow. Well, how may I help you this evening? What can I do to help comfort you during this time? Well, he hung on. Um, He went into hospice care, which I didn't want to have to do, but his situation, he got very agitated um, about a week and a day ago. I I guess it was a week ago Monday. Uh He got very, very agitated, didn't want to be in the bed, fought, 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 and I mean fought hard like he wanted to hurt me. And I knew that wasn't him. Um, Yeah. But for whatever reason, he just, he wanted to get up and leave. And Uh he didn't know where he was going, but he wanted to get up and leave. And, Uh um, and so I knew I needed help. And, and so the hospice people took us to the hospice house. Uh And, um, and he fought when he was there and, we were there until yesterday uh-huh. when he finally let go. Um, uh-huh. I just, I, I guess I want to know why, why he wasn't at peace. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what I want to know. Um, what, made him, what, what made him finally let go? What, what okay. made him finally feel it yesterday because when he started the apnea breathing, I mean, it was a matter of 20 minutes he was gone. Okay. Well, tell me his name, Julie, and we'll, I'll get him. I'm sorry. John Sullivan. Sean or John? John. 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 Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise my vibration level really high to the level of spirit. It takes me a nanosecond to do it. And I'm going to watch a laser beam come from my body here in Alabama, in Birmingham, Alabama. And it's going to go and hook into you out near Houston. And then I'm going to connect from you to John. And we'll ask him some questions and see what he has to say. Okay. So it'll just take me a nanosecond to do it. So my laser beam's heading west to you in Texas. All right, got you. Okay, he's standing to your right. And um, questions for him. What do you What do you want to ask? It. Do you want to ask him what What made you finally let go? Or yes, what What made you let go and transition? He's saying that it, that he he accomplished everything he needed to do. So, did you have family there with all of you? Did he get to say goodbye to everybody he wanted to say goodbye to? Did you give him permission to go? Sometimes that makes a difference with family members. Yes, and the one thing I will tell you, um, yes, he he got to say goodbye to everybody. Um, uh-huh. We we planned all this out. Um, you know, made sure everything was taken care of. Um, the only thing that I can tell you that changed that was different 
was that I had gone out and to check the bank to see if his disability check had been get into our account, and it had. Uh-huh. And that was the only thing that I could think that he was waiting on uh-huh. was for that check to be in the bank so that I would have money to pay the bill. Uh-huh. Because there was nothing else. I mean, I had told him over and over and over and over again, you know, honey, I love you, but it's time. Uh-huh. And he had seen everybody. Many friends had come and prayed over him. Um, many friends had come and seen him way before he ever, you know, got to a point where he wasn't, you know, with us anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he, we felt, you know, he had absolutely everything that he could possibly have wanted to accomplish and and people to see and people to talk to. And the only thing that was missing was that paycheck. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if that's what he was waiting on. Well, he's telling me that he wants you to know that the reason why he was so agitated was the medication that he was on. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense or not, but he's saying it was it was a side effect from the medication. Um, he's really adamant about he wants his funeral to be a happy occasion. Oh, yes. So I would assume... <laughs> There's a funeral or some kind of memorial service or something being planned? Yes. yes. Okay. So he's, he's told me this three times now where you've been talking. Tell her to be sure that my funeral is a happy occasion. And um, so other questions for him. He's telling me he was at peace when he went. And that's where where he came in with the medication. The medication made him agitated, but he was at peace. So he chose to go when he went. He's saying that the money was not an issue because he knew that that was going to be in the bank. He knew that would be fine. Um, Um, Did he miss... um, No, we're too, I'm sorry. Did he go visit his dog, Miss Henry, before he passed? Because she went crazy one night. She went what? I'm sorry. And barking the night before he passed, and they thought maybe she had seen him or that he had come to her, his little pug. Mm-hmm. No, but she was. she's connected to him, so she knew that it was close. But he's... He wants you to know that he's around you and all his loved ones all at the same time. And he's he's kind of floating around a little bit. He's to the right of you, but he's floating around a little bit. And he's saying, this is great. <laughs> like, he's free. <laughs> he's out of pain. He reminds me of, I've used this analogy before. When you were a kid, Julie, did you watch Casper the Friendly Ghost? Oh, of course. Well, you know, they had the big scary ghosts, and Casper was just kind of flying around having fun. He's just kind of moving around. It's almost like he's out of his constraints. He's moving around. Oh, he's, yeah. he's happy. He's, um, 
he's saying, you know, this is great. I can be with everybody all at the same time now. I'm not in pain. The other thing he wants me to tell you is, I don't know if you've had a chance to go on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, but there's a, there are graphics there for the 12 phases of transition. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And for those of you listening that haven't seen that graphic, if you go to AskJulieRyan.com, there's 12 phases that I see that people go through as they're dying. And, and he, John wants you to know that he was surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones and friends. And he said it was really glorious. So he said, he's fabulous. He's around all of you. He's going to be watching over you. He's with you. But that when he passed, even though it seemed like he was agitated, he's still in awe of the process of what he witnessed yeah. as he was leaving because it was just to be surrounded by angels and love deceased loved ones, spirits, and every animal he'd ever had in his whole life. It's really, you know, it's a glorious thing. So we don't yeah. understand that because we haven't experienced it. At least we don't remember it from past lives. But but it truly was a glorious experience for him. And it is for all of us, whether we die by ourselves or whether we die with a bunch of people around us. So, yes. um, yeah. So I hope that brings you some peace. Yes, it does. Okay. It does. So do what you can to make his, he's said, okay, this is like the fifth or sixth time. He's like, make my funeral a party. <laughs> he wants <laughs> it to be fun and a party. Was he a character? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So that would make Orange, sense? Yes. yes. Okay. And you can let him know if the party is planned. <laughs> okay. And he's going to get what he wants, as he always okay. does. He's really, he's really big on this funeral being a party. Um, the other thing that he's telling me, too, Julie, before I let you go, is he's saying, teach her how to talk to me. So here's how you do it. You you talk to him in your head or you can talk to him out loud. You know, usually if you're not around people, that's a good thing if you talk to him out loud because most people will think you're nuts. <laughs> but, you know, if you're, if you're in a crowd of people, you just start talking to somebody that nobody right. else, you know, they're going to think you're a little whacked. But, um, but ask him a question or say something to him in your head and his answer is going to be the first thing that pops into your head within a second. If you think about it, for us for more than a second or two, Julie, that's going to be your brain answering you. So mm -hmm. the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. You can, you're, he's saying he's going to visit you in your dreams, but he's saying, tell her to talk to me. So as you're planning his funeral, as you're going through the next few days, questions always arise where the family it, it, oftentimes the family will call me and they'll say, ask grandma if she wants this or whatever. Just ask him in your head. And it's going to be the first thing that pops into your head is going to be his answer. Okay. Can I ask but be, you a question? Sure. I had a nightmare on Tuesday night. I had just fallen asleep for half hour. And I dreamt that he was in his truck and that he was ramming it into the garage door and he wouldn't look at me. He wouldn't acknowledge me and I was screaming at him to stop and he just kept ramming it and ramming it. Uh -huh. And I felt like I was having his dream. 
I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, he was he was trying to transition, but yet I was having his dreams that he couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why. I didn't know if, if I was having that dream for him, but it was so vivid, and it was so scary. What I'm getting is the dream wasn't about him. The dream was about you losing him and trying to stop him from going in your dream, working it out. And so it, it was more about you feeling helpless to try and stop him from going. And it's just a metaphor for that. It wasn't so much about how, it was, how all of this was affecting him because he knew he was surrounded by angels and loved ones who were deceased. So he, we're all aware of that when we're dying. But this was more about your fear of losing mm-hmm. him and, and, and him, you're not being able to help him go, which really there's not a lot any of us can do for our loved ones when they're, when they're um, in the process of dying, other than make them comfortable and let them know they're loved. Because really the dying person is the one who determines when, you know, when they go. It's all, all right. orchestrated by the person who's dying. And so um, I really think that was more about your fear. Okay. Well, tell him he's going to have one hell of a party. <laughs> Good. And he just wants you to know that he's, he, he said, let her know I'm always around her. And the difference is when somebody's in the body, when their spirit's in their body, you know, we can see them with our, with our five senses. When they go into non-physical, they're still there all the time. We just, most of us, unless we develop our intuitive skills, we can't see them. But they're still there. It's just like there's a, there's a barrier between that reality, the non-physical reality, and our reality as most people perceive it. But he'll come to you in dreams. I think, um, imagine, I imagine that you will feel him, you'll hear him, you'll have other signs that he'll let you know that he's around you. So expect that. Okay. And tell, All right. and, and if you could tell him that um, I'm giving his J.J. Watt tennis shoes to Renee. Okay. <laughs> he said terrific. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Well, keep your family close to you. And, um, and I think the, the funeral, the party thing is as much for you as for anybody to help you get yes. through, all, through all of this. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank Thanks you. for calling in. You bet. Hang in there. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, goodness. Well, um, you know, we all send Julie and her family our condolences and blessings and all of that. So say a prayer for her tonight when you go to bed and, and um, you know, we'll, we'll keep her in our thoughts and prayers. All right. Our next caller is Brent. Hi, Brent. Hello, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you, sir? I'm doing better. Doing better. Terrific. Good. Better than what? Well, the last few months. <laughs> You've been like having all... a rough ride? Yeah, yeah. I've had some setbacks and some new medical issues, and, and, and it's kind of why I ain't called in a while. It was one I didn't want to hear the bad news, and it was kind of weary. And 
I thought, well, you know, kind of get back on this and, and, and see where I'm at. Um, I've been working okay. to mitigate my issues, and okay. uh, so I was looking for a kind of progress check and see what I'm missing or see what, you know, I can do better. Okay, terrific. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. Oh, yes, I'm, I apologize. I'm, I'm in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. That's right. Okay. Well, so you want me to get you on my radar and see what I can find out is going yes, on with please. you? Okay. All right. So, laser beams heading from my body here in Birmingham, heading to Oklahoma, northwest. All right. Got you. And shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. And for those of you who are first-time listeners, it's like I have a big screen TV in my head. And it's as if I'm looking at a CT scan or an X-ray or an MRI, and I can see in my mind's eye broken bones and torn ligaments and infections and jazz like that. So um, you look, first of all, you look exhausted. Um, you are operating, you look like you're operating on about a 20-watt light bulb instead of a 200-watt. So I'm going to shoot energy yeah, through you see if I can get you back on. Um, hang on a second. I'm going to mute. Uh, there we go. Okay, somebody just called in, so I just wanted to mute the background noise. Okay, so um, I'm shooting energy through you to see if we can see what's going on here. Wow, you just look like you're um, exhausted is the big thing. It's like you're not plugged into the outlet, the power source. So what are you doing? What's going on with that? <laughs> well, honestly, um, I, I, I have been—I I have not been practicing well the last few months because of my conditions. I kind of just ran out of steam. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like just just sat down and stopped for a while, kind of because I was just wore out. And so I'm I'm working back on it again, and and um, it's uh, I, I, I thought I was doing better than I was. I thought at least a fifty watt today, but. <laughs> No, you're about a 20, and, I, and when, I, when I shoot energy through you, Brent, um, I can see there's a lot of smoke in your energy field. So what's up with that? Are you smoking? Are you, are you, what are you doing? Um, no. Um, I, are you I, I mean, around I'm at, smoke? I'm sorry? Are you around smoke? Um, well, don't, no, no, don't. Nobody here smokes. All right. All right. It doesn't look like nicotine smoke. It looks like other kind of smoke. Mm. Like, um, not recreational smoke. Like, it doesn't look like you've been smoking a lot of dope or anything. I can normally tell that. But this is, this is smoke like a smoldering fire um, <laughs> that's filled your energy field, which is bizarre, because I don't believe I've seen that before. Um, all right, let me remove that and see. I'm really not getting a whole lot, which is rare. I think what we should probably do is a is a private consult where we can really do a deep dive because I'm not mm. getting fast information and when that happens that tells me we need to do we need to do a deeper dive on that. Lovely so complications. Yeah. <laughs> well, not necessarily, but let's just see what's going on. Um, I'm just not getting a quick read on you tonight, which is a rare thing. So I don't think it's traumatic or, or dramatic, but, but go to AskJulieRyan.com. You'll see schedule an appointment and click on that, pick a date and time. Let's do a deep dive on you and see what's going on. 
Cool. Okay? Okay. All righty. Well, thanks for calling in, and, um, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much for the okay. time. Okay. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. All righty. Let's see who's next. I believe it's Alicia. Hi, Miss Alicia. Are you with us? I am, Julie. How are you? Hi, girl. I'm well. How are you? Doing good. Good. So, tell everybody my, where you're calling from. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm calling from Birmingham, Alabama. So you've been dodging tornadoes, too. Yes, we have, but we're good. Everybody's fine. Good, good. Yeah. What's going on? So my question is actually um, about my friend. Um, I know you and I have talked before about her, and um, she's been sick for so long, and I'm just, I would really like you to scan her um, and see what you can come up with because she's been to see so many different doctors. Um, they keep seeing her blood, her T cells are down, and she's having to do injections, and she's weak all the time, and she's a doctor, and she's a caregiver, and she's having to be she's having to stay at home um, because if she gets an infection, it could be fatal. And so oh, it's, wow. it's driving her crazy and I'm just worried sick about her. So, okay. What's her name, Alicia? Her name is Donna Vickers. Okay. okay Donna. All right. So I'm going to connect to Donna through you. Okay. So laser beams doesn't have to travel too far because you're here in Birmingham. So, okay. I've got you and it's going to your left. My laser beam took into Donna. Ooh, wow, lots of inflammation. I've got her on my radar. So what I'm going to do is get the inflammation calmed down. And inflammation, everybody, looks to me like red fog, but dry fog, like you'd see uh, uh, an athlete run through when they're coming onto the football field or the basketball court or or a band, sometimes I'll fog on the stage if you're at a concert. And it looks like that, but it's red. So now I'm applying anti-inflammatory energy to her and um, getting that calm down. Her, she, she's got a, a deal going on with her red cells. Um, anybody talked about leukemia with her? Uh, they've done bone marrow uh, biopsies and they've done MRIs. Um, they're giving her new. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Nupogen or injections um, mm-hmm. to try and boost her her T cells, I guess, or mm-hmm. white cells, whichever ones fight off infection. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, some days it's her count is high, and some days it's really, really low. Mm-hmm. So that's that's about all I know. I'm getting that she's got a form of leukemia going on. Um, when I, yeah, yeah, a form of it. Um, so I don't know who's treating her, but let me let me see if I can get where she needs to go. Well, there's talk uh, of her going to Shands in Jacksonville. Okay. And she knows a doctor. Um, he's a cardiologist that she. Um, studied under at Vanderbilt, but, um, you know, I I haven't heard anything about leukemia. Yeah, I think she needs to go see somebody who's more on the oncology field with this based on what I'm seeing because she's just 
full of these red cells that are just super inflamed, and that's normally what I see when I see leukemia. I don't get mm. that it's going to be fatal, but I think this is why these treatments are not working because they're not treating the right thing. Well, what, so, is, what do you suggest they look for to treat well, it? Well, I think that she needs to go with somebody and and do some research on leukemia and and what's going on with this, but I th- I think she needs to go see an oncologist. Okay. Okay. Right. I'll let her know. I'm getting that it's very treatable, okay, but they're good. just they're not they haven't figured it out yet. They're not on the mm-hmm. right path with her. Okay. But that's what I'm getting at this moment in time. But I think right. she's going to come through it, and I think she's going to be okay. She's just got to get with the right protocol because okay. they're. They're, they they don't know. It sounds like they don't really know what her issue is at this point. Well, they, they don't. It doesn't sound like it. I mean, they they don't really know, and she, it's kind of like she's a guinea pig at this point, and it, it's driving her crazy. The fact that she's not able to work consistently, and you know, so I just I'm just worried about her. We've been friends for over thirty years, and yeah, I just I'm, she- I'm worried. Ask her if she has any colleagues or friends who are oncologists that she can I'm talk sure she to does. and yeah. um, just have them run, a, I'm getting, have, have them run their standard blood panels where they're looking for stuff, but tell her in the back of her mind that, you know, I, I really, um, and I've gotten this five times now that she has a form of leukemia going on. Okay. Okay. Well, thank okay. you so much, Julie. You bet. Thanks for it. calling in. Okay. Sure. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Most of us have busy lives, and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one. It's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what B Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals. B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, altogether, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals, dot com, and use Julie Ryan at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. We do this show, everybody, every Thursday night at 8 Central, 7, I'm sorry, 8 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. These call-in numbers, there are several places. First of all, you can go to AskJulieRyan.com, scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you'll see all this call-in information and the times. You can, wherever you download podcasts, it's in the show notes down at the bottom of the show notes. So just look on your phone and and uh, you'll see this information. And then also 
when you're on my website, if you sign up for the newsletter, I send those out every Thursday morning, and it has a question that somebody has submitted online, and then what we do, what I do is I answer that, and it has all of this inf- Colin information as well. Also on my website, click on the workshop tab. We're going to be doing, I'm going to be working with a guy named Gary Temple Bodley, and we're going to be doing a workshop in Florida at a Club Med facility just north of Palm Beach the end of September. And the prices are really reasonable and includes all your meals, all your drinks, including alcoholic drinks. It's going to be really fun. And I'd love to have you join us. I'll be scanning people and doing all my woo-woo stuff that I do, talking to deceased loved ones and and um, scanning pets and whatever. And so that will be really fun to do that in person. And then also I wanted to let you know that I have a book that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks called Angelic Attendance. And it's about what happens when we transition from this life into the next. And it has the graphics of the angels and it has some really heartwarming and funny and touching stories in it of families with whom I've worked as they've had a loved one um, in the dying process. And it's, it's really an uplifting book. I know the subject matter doesn't sound like it, but it is. And, and you'll, it's, it's a feel good book. So I think um, uh, you'll enjoy reading that. And I'll talk more about that when that's available too. So check that out in the next couple of weeks. I believe our next caller is Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. Are you with us? Yes. Hi, Rhonda. How are you? Um, pretty good. How about you? I'm terrific. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Birmingham also. Birmingham. So you've been dodging tornadoes too today. <laughs> I just worked through them. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you? Did your place of work? Did they let you know, or were you just just kind of following the the weather reports? Oh, we get we get responses over the uh, intercom all the time, and it just oh. it was like one after another. So yeah, it was a pretty active day, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Absolutely. Well, how may I help you this evening? Do you have a question for me? Um, I've had a lot of medical issues all my life, but all of a sudden I've had blood pressure issues. And, okay. Um, my blood pressure, I've just always been normal, 120 over 80, and within the last two weeks it's just shot up. And I've tried to troubleshoot it and, you know, uh, try to figure out what's different and what could be causing it. I'm, I'm just coming up with nothing. Hmm. Okay. All right. Let me get you on my radar, and I will um, scan you, and we'll see if we can figure out what's going on. So my laser beam's heading to you again, like Alicia. It doesn't have to go very far. It's really funny when I scan somebody in another country than America, and, you know, the farther the country, the further the laser beam goes, I'm connected to you in a couple seconds and somebody that's in Australia or, or Russia or someplace in Europe or Japan, it, you know, it takes a couple seconds to hook in, which is kind of fun to watch as it goes directionally. So, okay, I've got you. All right, you, um, uh, all right, what I'm seeing is a uh, kind of a um, brownish, grayish 
energy in you, which is usually pharmaceutical related energy. So tell me medicines. Are you on medicines that are new medicines or medicines that are different from what you've been used to or what's going on with that? Because when, cause when you're, when you're going to talk to me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be clearing this out of your energy field and out of your body and we'll see what we can figure out with it. So talk to me about medicines. Well, I've been pretty stable on all my medicines, but I've been on a clinical trial for three years, which has really improved my health. Okay. Um, and it's recently been FDA approved, and um, so I've gotten it in prescription format. Um, the dosage is a little, or maybe just the injection time frame is a little different than it has been. It's just every other week now, whereas mm-hmm. when I was on the trial, it was once a week. Mm-hmm. And um, I spoke with the um, coordinator today, and she really didn't feel like the um, this medicine is probably the cause of any of the blood pressure issues. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that it is, and I'm getting that you're, and this would be interesting for your doctor, you're either on a lesser dose, but your body is readjusting to the new dosage. So you're, it's almost like when you're on steroids for something and they say we have to tighter you down, meaning they, they wean you off the steroids over time. Your body's adjusting to some different dosage of this, and that's what's causing the blood pressure. Um, I know that for me and also for other clients with whom I've worked that are on hormones, when it's time for me to take my hormones, uh, my estrogen especially, my blood pressure can go up and my face gets red and I can feel my heart beating. And I, and I, you know, I need that. So there's some difference in the dosage or there's some difference in that medicine that you're on that's causing this. Now, let me see if I can get if this is going to improve. I'm getting a no. Okay. I'm getting that you need a higher dose of the new medication. Hmm. Something, something's different that you're on and, it, and your body's feeling like there's a lower dose. So, and I keep getting that it's, it has a similar effect as steroids. Is that what you found with this medication? Well, in the past, really, the only thing that would clear me up were um, steroids or um, cyclosporin. Okay. And, um, so and you're having a steroid-like reaction with this that's causing your blood pressure to go up. So it has to do with the dosage of this medicine, and, I, and, it, and it's fixable. Mm-hmm. So well, I've got on a really low dose um, blood pressure medicine, which seems to be working. But um, I guess I was just—it seems like I trade one problem for another. Yeah, and that's the thing with the medicines. Um, did you just? Did they just put you on a on a blood pressure medicine? Yes, within uh, the last week. Okay. All right. Well research this stuff, you can go to, um, you know, just Google the name of your medicine. And the other thing that you want to do is you want to put in the name of the medicine, like penicillin, for example, and then Google NNT. 
NNT stands for the number needed to treat. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm, no. Number needed to treat is the number of patients that have to take a medicine in order for it to help one person. And in order for a drug to be approved by the FDA here in America, those numbers have to be submitted to the Food and Drug Administration. So if you Google the name of your medicine in NNT, I would do that with your blood pressure medicine. I would also do it with this other medicine that just got approved that you're on. And look to see what those numbers are. While you're there, also look for the NNH, which stands for number needed to heal. And that number is important as well because some medications are supposed to heal conditions. They're not supposed to just treat the symptoms. But when you get the number needed to treat, and let's say it's 300, that means 300 patients have to take that medicine in order for it to help one person. It's also going to list all of the side effects of that medicine. And depending on what that number needed to treat number is, that's going to help you be able to make a decision as to whether or not you want to stay on that medication. Okay. I have a very dear friend that was on chemo medication and the number needed to treat for her chemo medication, she's having all these side effects and the number needed to treat was 300. And she went into the doctor and she said, this doesn't make any sense. These are terrible odds. And he said, yeah, I agree. And she said, well, why am I on it? And he said, because that's just standard protocol, how we do it. And she said, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. And she went off the medication and he agreed. So the more we can be informed on you know, on all of this stuff, the better we can be as our own advocates to help, you know, maintain our health and help help get us healthy. So I would look into that, but I, I'm getting that it's this medicine that you're on. Well, the, the medicine, the injections that I've been taking on this trial is the only thing that has helped me. I mean, yeah. I am, okay. my quality of life has improved so much. Good. I um. I, I wouldn't be able to do the things I'm doing right now had it not been right. for the medications. But so, I think you may need you may need a bigger dose. Something's changed okay. since you've come off the trial. So do some investigation and um, turn into a secret agent girl, and you know see what you can figure out. All right. Well, on that. Okay. You bet. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate yeah. it. Bye bye. Uh-huh. Take care. Okay, I believe our next caller is Miss Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi. How are you? How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. Um, from Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, my hometown. What's happening yeah. up there? Um, a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, supposed to rain. That's about it. Oh gosh! Well, yeah, we're sending it up to you. So yeah, Cindy, you can thank Tropical Storm Cindy or whatever they call it. Yeah. So well, yeah, luckily, hopefully it doesn't hit me when I'm flying out of here to go to Texas tomorrow. So oh, good. Well, did you have a question for me? I did. Um, I did not know if it's a career question. If it was in my best interest to take this banking job. My friend said that she gave me a job there and I'm just a little confused as to what I want to do. I feel like I don't know what I want to do when I grow up still. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm 30. Um, I watch kids out of my house right now and I just don't know if that's something that's best for our family or if I should take this job because it's more steady or like I'm just, I'm just like kind of torn, you know, pulled into 
mm-hmm. uh, a few different directions. And I'm obviously home with my daughter more now, but she's going to be in kindergarten. So I just don't know financially and if it's just, you know, in our best, you know, overall interest for me to try and get a job in here or not. Okay. So when, so what you're referring to, to those of you that haven't heard this before, um, I always suggest when we're asking future things to ask, is it in my best interest too? And then finish the sentence and ask it in your head, or you can ask it out loud. Um, usually by yourself again, like what I was talking with Julie earlier, you know, you look like you're kind of crazy. when You start talking <laughs> to yourself in a crowd of people. Yeah. So, it's okay if you're by yourself, but ask yourself in your head. And the reason why I like to do it that way is because our futures have so many variables that affect it that when we ask, is it in our best interest to, it encompasses all those variables. And in our human capacity, our minds can't, we can't fathom all of the different ways that things can unfold. And so that's what we do. So, Allie, when you ask that question, is it in my best interest to take the banking job, what do you get? What's the first thing that pops in your head within a second? I get no. Okay. I get a yes. Oh, good, because I was really hoping for a yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's rephrase the question for a minute. Let's, let's refine it down. Spirits are really literal, and so we can ask a question one way, and, and banking job is pretty general. What what specifically okay. is the banking job? And then it's, let's ask a question about that. Okay. It's um, through Chase. Okay. And I don't. I guess I just don't know if I will be happier. But what would it. you be doing for Chase? I don't know yet. But my friend just messaged me and said I, she works there, and she knew I was kind of kind of feeling around. Like I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And she's like, "Well, I can get you a job here. I have one if you want it." So. But you have no idea what it is. It's starting off with doing something on the phone and then potentially moving up from that. Okay. So, all right. Well, that's a really broad, I know. <laughs> really broad category. So what's your friend's name? Kristen. Kristen. So let's get specific. Is it in Allie's best interest to take the job that her friend Kristen can facilitate for her? How about that? Or, yes. you know, something That's along those perfect. lines. What do, you, yeah. what do you get on that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, just ask the question in your head. It's the first thing that pops in your head. Don't think about it. Is it in Allie's best interest to take the job that Kristen is suggesting at this moment in time? First thing. You're taking uh, yeah. two- you're taking too long to think about it. It's yes. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a yeah. yes as well. Yes, that's what I got too, but then, I, of course, I was second-guessing it. <laughs> okay, so don't second-guess it. Let's ask it another way. Is it in Allie's best interest as a mother and a wife to take this job that her friend Kristen is suggesting she take at Chase? What do you get on that? Yes. I get a yes as well. So I've gotten four yeses. So you see how we refine it down? Now, you know, if we ask the question, is it in Allie's best interest to to work on the, you know, hamburger grill, hamburger making grill at Chase Bank's commissary, I get a no. 
But right. if we can be really specific about the job, then we can get some accurate answers for you. So, so as you learn more about this, be super specific. Okay. I would even get down to where the office is. I would get down to that kind of stuff. You okay. know, is it in my best interest to take the job at Chase at Polaris? Polaris is an area where That's I know there's a huge where it is, actually. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just because I'm from Columbus originally, I know Chase has a huge operation there. So is it in Allie's best interest to take a job working for Chase Bank at their Polaris facility? What do you get? Yes. I get a yes, too. So I'm getting yeses all across the board. Okay. Okay. And since she's your friend, she may be able to work out timing so that you can do it when your daughter starts school. Yeah, I guess that's my only concern because obviously we want to have more kids. My dad yelled at me about that one. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But I'm just, yeah, I just feel like I need to figure something out that's a little bit more stable. I think you're on the right path. Okay. All right, Bridge now. All right. All right, thank you very much. You're bad. Thanks for calling in. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, I believe our next caller is Musa. Hi, Musa. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, Julie. How are you, sir? I am fine. Thank you. I'm sitting here with Bridget. Terrific. And Bridget is your wife, right? Yes, she is. (laughs) I mean, I know that, but I'm saying that for everybody else who's listening benefit. She's yes, your wife yes. and your girlfriend, right? Absolutely. <laughs> she's, your, absolutely. she's your best girlfriend. She's your best girlfriend. All right. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. Uh, today I'm calling from Indiana. Okay. Terrific. Well, you got a quick question for me. I've only got a few minutes left. Sure. Well, today my question is about Bridget. Bridget, I'm very yes. fortunate to be happily married to this fantastic, wonderful lady. Yeah. Uh, I feel that she's uh, she's not just my wife, she's my girlfriend, she's my friend, my companion, and uh, I feel that she completes me in many levels. Right. So my question is, have we ever been married, have we known each other in a past life, or have any interaction in the past before this life? 712 of them. What? Yeah. 712 lives is what I'm getting lifetimes. Now, she hasn't been your best girl in all those lifetimes. She could have been your dad, your child, your employer, your, you know, any one of a number of things. But yeah, 712 lifetimes. And and it was funny because that number came in as, as you were in the middle of asking the question. Wow. So, yeah, lots of lifetimes. And so the reason why we do that, everybody we know, Musa, is a soulmate to us in some form or way. And soulmate has been kind of hijacked by the entertainment industry and the publishing industry to have this romantic connotation. And it does. I call that a romantic soulmate. But truly, our soulmates are people who are in our lives that we, with whom we interact and we learn from them and we go through different experiences with them. So for instance, with Bridget, let's say that you, let's say you were her her father in a past life where well, you wanted to experience that together. And then maybe you switched and maybe she was your father 
in another lifetime or maybe maybe you know you were the wife and she was the husband or you were a daughter and she was a son and then you switched roles on that and you chose many different countries and many different cultures and many different lifetimes obviously um you know uh, to to mm-hmm. live all these different experiences, but that's a bunch of lifetimes. So you guys are really connected. You you've got it figured out that that you are uh, you are definitely soulmates that go that go way back. And I remember when you called in and and there was a past life on a different planet. So when I get she was on that with you as well. Yeah. Oh, she was on that one as well. She was on that one as well, but she was a colleague at work. Wow. Yeah. So she was, you know, playing with those Jetson flying machines, too, like you were. <laughs> so, well, thank you very yeah. much. You bet. You bet. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Thank you as well. Take care. Tell Bridget hi. Thank hi, Bridget. You. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I think we have time for one more call, and I believe that's Susie. Hi, Susie. Are you with Hi, us? Hi, Julie. Yes. Hi, thank girl. you so much. I have, you yes. I just I was doing the burpee for the first time. It was an exercise recommended, and I jammed that right ankle, the one that I just recently you know hurt before um, Easter. And I'm just wondering if you see anything new there because um, it just hurt a lot since I did go that. Chiro- and, um, go, go to a chiropractor get an adjustment it's going to be fixed i'm not seeing anything broken nothing sprained you just jammed it it's easy go see your chiropractor they'll adjust you and it'll be fixed okay well thank you and if you can send any of your wonderful anti-inflammatory uh healing that would be wonderful too oh, thank i you will so do much. that i will do that and you're calling from where tell everybody san francisco bay area okay all right well thank thanks you. for calling in you thanks, bet thanks, take Julie. care Okay. okay, we got a couple minutes left, and I believe we've got Kathy with us. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl? I'm okay. Good. I, um, I got a couple minutes. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Clarksville, Ohio. Clarksville. Got a quick question for me in the couple minutes we got left? You know, I, I really don't unless, I mean, basically... I called in just because I'm I'm just feeling the last 24, 48 hours just really emotional. Um, and as you know, my, my beloved kitty's not feeling real great and probably going to have to have surgery. So um, so we Aww. go to, for that tomorrow. And as you, also, as you also know, my father is in the pretty actively in the dying process. So I just yeah. feel like um, I'm just very emotional right now. So I don't really have a specific question unless... Okay, so, but this is good, but this is good, Kathy. You got a lot on your plate, and everybody. Kathy and I did a private consult a couple of days ago about her cat, Katie, and and she's going to be fine with the surgery she's going to have. But here's what you can do to help you feel better: if okay. you can, when you feel down about something like your dad is dying, as you mentioned, if you can go to my site. Ask julieryan.com, go to the 12 phases of transition, look at those graphics, Kathy. If okay. you can concentrate on, he's surrounded by angels. He's surrounded by, de- by deceased loved ones. You know, he's going to go, 
into non-physical. He's going to, when he dies, and it's going to be glorious for him. So focus on the positives of that. With Katie the cat, again, focus on what the good things are. If we focus on the things that we want to happen and the things that are good, there's always something good in every equation. If we can focus on that, it's going to raise your vibrational level. It's going to it's going to increase the good feeling thoughts that you get and you're going to be on a roll of good feeling thoughts. Likewise, when we focus on the negatives of a situation, we attract more negative thoughts and we get on a downward spiral. Okay. So every situation, that bombing in London, you know, people were all talking about how awful it was and everything. Yes, it was. But look at all the benefits. People were opening their homes to strangers to help them who'd been displaced. The first responders were there. They did a magnificent job of containing everything. If you look for the positive in every situation, it will keep your energy vibrating at a high level and you will attract more positive thoughts, which will keep you feeling good. Okay? Okay. So it's just a really easy way. And if you can't find anything good in a situation, Kathy, then think of something totally unrelated that makes you smile. Okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what it is. It can be, you know, a beautiful field of flowers. It can be your... Some little child that makes you smile, it doesn't matter. It's just anything because our heads are big big satellite dishes and we receive thoughts. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So it's like yeah. tuning into a radio channel. You know, you, you yeah. hit 97.5 or whatever and that you pick up the airwaves of what's broadcasting on that channel. Same thing yeah. with our thoughts. We, collect, we connect to the vibration of the thoughts. So if you can think of something positive in a situation or something else totally unrelated that's positive, you're going to start attracting more positive thoughts, which is going to make you feel better. When you feel crummy or down or depressed, that's just your spirit going, hey, you're not on the right frequency. Change your frequency. Yeah. So yeah. It's, just a, it's just a red flag. So give that a try. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. We are out of time, but this was just terrific. Thank you to everybody that called in this evening. And uh, for those of you that are in the path of Cindy, the tropical storm, stay safe. Stay safe. Easy for me to say. And, uh, and I hope you have a great weekend and a, and a terrific next week, everybody. So till next time, take care. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan. And like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.